Blog Talk Radio. Good evening and welcome once again to Madam Perry's Salon, the cultural salon that's out there in cyberspace. And I am your host, your groove mistress, and your spiritual advisor, Madam Perry. But you can call me Jan, Jennifer, J.P., Perry. I'm just glad that you're here and I'm here and all the listeners and all the nice messages you send me. Thanks for all the people who have started uh, following and sharing with their friends. We're on, I think, just about every podcast app that there is and thank you um also want a reminder i've had some people ask about a couple of the specials now franny goldie uh you know you may know her from her magic pants that are in oprah magazine oprah's stylist adam glassman always talks about them and um, a lot of other clothes you know franny goldie before that was a songwriter uh and she still is i'm sure she's written songs like um uh, she wrote Stick With You for uh, Pussycat Dolls, did, uh, Dreaming that Selena did, Night Shift, the Commodores. But she also has uh, clothing that she designs and creates out of California. And if you go to her website, Franny Goldie, F-R-A-N-N-E-G-O-L-D-E, and whatever you order at the end, just put in M-P-S for Madame Perry Salon, uh, when you check out, and you will get a discount. Um, now, also, I had a special one, and David Fishoff had offered something very nice for anybody that signed up for the uh, band camp, uh, fantasy band camp there. And um, I think he still got it. Is still has a nice offer for you. So, uh, yeah, call up uh, David Fishoff, let him know that I sent you, and see what kind of goodies he's and. Um, so much has been happening. We've had so many great shows. Brandy Stillwell, uh, somebody asked me about her new book. Brandy Stillwell was on with her new book. None of this is going according to plan. You know, the last time she was on, it was when her comic, she was working for DC Comics, and her comic book came out, uh, Sasquatch Detective. And so this story is more adventures of her as her, a writer in Los Angeles. Uh, you know, she's worked on Family Guy, American Dad, um, all kinds of she's several shows and she's also acted in several shows and did the live um <laughs> some kind of a live good hell house show that seemed to have everybody uh alex borstein bill maher all kind of people would come in and do this live show every night that she was putting was uh producing so uh yeah so none of this is going to plan according to plan brandy still will get that now I'm going to quit because everybody is excited about this guest tonight. Uh, he's been here several years ago. He is This man never slows down. Uh, I want to read the normal, the normal introduction I get, but everybody knows this musician. Uh, you might have first learned of him like a lot of us did when he played with uh, on the Utopia Raw album with Todd Rundgren and on that tour. Since then, everybody wants to play with this guy. Everybody wants him to work with him. Holland Oates. Uh, John Jett, the Blackhearts, Cheap Trick, 
meatloaf, Patty Smythe, uh, Don Felder, Blue Oyster Cult. You know, I could I could spend a lot of time talking about him, but I'd rather hear him talk. Kazem Sultan, welcome back to podcast. Thank you so much. It's wonderful to be here, Jen. I really appreciate it. Thanks. It's well, good it's, to hear you. It's an absolute thrill to have you here, and uh, everybody's. <laughs> Everybody's been leaving messages that they're going. To, they're getting ready. They're home. They're getting all their uh, snacks uh-huh. and uh, oh. wine and their charcuterie boards ready to sit around and okay. listen to you. <laughs> That's great. That's great. That's lovely. And so you, you, um, I think I'm right that you never slow down. I mean, you've got uh, you just come off the tour, uh, the last tour that. Um, see, my husband and I were there in the front. Um, the last tour with Todd in uh-huh. Atlanta. Uh, yes. Right after that, plus you've had your own radio show. Uh, it's my world and welcome to it. Yeah, yeah, I've had for that radio years. show now for um, well, coming up on on our second anniversary actually in May. So uh, it's a it's a big deal. I I actually I, I have such a great time doing that show. Um, it's really 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 a, a, a lovely thing to be on the other side of the microphone for a while. Well, you're you're good at it. I can tell you enjoy it, and um, I like how you have themes. You know, I think Bob Dylan has a lot of themes in his radio show, and uh-huh. um, like like one example was Route 66. Uh huh. And yeah, and we describe uh, we played that. well. What we did what, that was like that was a, uh, a a themed show that we did. That if you travel on Route 66, it goes through a bunch of different states. Um, I think it starts it starts in Mississippi and goes out to California, if I'm not mistaken. And we played music from bands that came from different cities along Route 66, which was kind of cool, actually. Uh, another another themed show that we did was. Um, uh, uh, B sides of singles that became bigger hits than A sides, um, which is yeah. it, it, you'd be surprised how many B sides of singles that were bigger hits than the A side. If, if, for anyone who who actually remembers singles, um, <laughs> another feature that we have on the show is we play a song from the UK and then a song from the US. So we play a band from the UK and a band from the US. Uh, strictly uh, female shows, only female artists. Um, we've done brothers, uh, in, in, uh, like only bands that have brothers in them. So we we try to make it as fun for the audience as we possibly can. That And you do, and you succeed, and I know that you're enjoying it. Uh, you know, one thing I was thinking about was that when – when everything changed um, for people yeah. in March of 2020, uh-huh. uh, I remember the second weekend of March, I was at the Wild Wild West Con, which is a uh-huh. Western steampunk convention in Tucson. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Are you familiar with steampunk? Uh, yeah, I know steampunk, yeah. Okay, so, so we're in this little uh, there's a place called Old Tucson, and it's like a western town that was used for lots of movies uh, back in the day, right. and TV shows. And 
uh, I remember just before I left, I was telling my husband, you know, he's reading in bed, and I'm saying, and honey, it's so cool because we're in our Western steampunk wear, but we're in a little Western town, so we don't look out of place. And Benton uh-huh. just kept reading and saying, mm-hmm, well, you just keep telling yourself that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know uh, the anyway, Oh, yeah. But anyway, then we went to uh, – then everybody had the big weekend. We even had an Italian steampunk band. And then we left on Sunday. There was a time change. And when everybody, everyone got back home, it was like we either left or entered the twilight zone. You know, the Italian band uh-huh. gets back home. Nobody's out. Uh, it's uh-huh. just uh, kind of a strange thing. But you were one of the first people. You know, when things happen, people have to adapt it and, and – uh, Create something else. So you were one of the first people to get out and do the concerts at the drive-in. I was very, very lucky, actually, to uh, to be offered uh, one of the first drive-in concerts in the country. Um, they, had, they had done a couple of them over in Europe, and they were hugely successful. And I think that uh, we're talking about just about two months uh, after – the pandemic shut everything down. So the, the whole, the entire country was shut down. There was no live music. Mm-hmm. Um, and people were just trying to get their, wrap their heads around uh, the, the, the issue of, at, at hand, which was there was no social interaction with anyone. You know, I mean, you kept, you, you had to stay either <clears throat> in your house or if you went out to shop and stuff like that, you tried to stay away from people as much as you possibly could. So uh, live concerts were, were the, one of the first things that uh, sports events and concerts, one of the first things that, that stopped happening. Uh, and a couple of promoters in, in the country got the bright idea to, uh, well, I have a parking, I have a venue, and the venue has a parking lot. And why don't I just invite people to drive into the concert, stay in their cars or stay just outside their cars, uh, I'll, I'll set up a stage uh, in the parking lot with sound, and we'll have shows like that. So one of the first places in the country was the Tupelo Music Hall up in uh, Derry, New Hampshire. And my booking agent at the time um, had a relationship with that particular venue. And uh, they they said, yeah, we'd love to have Kasim. I did I did two shows up there. We sold out one show and nearly sold out the second one. And when I say sold out, that means 75 cars. <laughs> so <laughs> we, we sold tickets to 75 car, for 75 cars. And the, the only thing about it that was a little strange was people were separated by, uh, by a parking space. So you would have, you know, it's like a regular parking space in, in any mall or, or, or any, mm-hmm. any business. Uh, and so there would be one car and then a blank space and then another car. And people would either sit in their, in their cars or they'd bring a lawn chair and sit right outside their cars. And in order to, to applaud, they would honk their horns, which was just a, just a little weird to have <laughs> yeah, finish the song and people are honking their horn at you. It was very interesting. <laughs> I'm sure. <laughs> well, you know, there are so many things though, but you you didn't um, you didn't waste any time. Uh, no, 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 no. You got out. No. You made things happen. 
No, it was, uh, and, and I am so grateful to have done that. I really, really am. It was, it was just a really a great experience. And on top of it, you know, it, it gave people a chance to uh, to see some live music, and because it, it had been at that point a couple of months uh, between, uh, you know, the, the 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 country shutting down and live music coming back. Well, see. People always say, and I always read this, and I don't, I don't mean to to uh, make you feel uncomfortable, but everyone says yeah. that you are always so dedicated to your fans. Uh-huh. You know, that you always well, hear you so jump, but you are so dedicated. You did not leave them wanting. Uh, I, well, I, 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 look, the way that I look at it, first of all, is if it wasn't for my fans, and I have the best fans in the entire world. If it wasn't for my fans, I, I, yeah, I wouldn't. Who would I do this for? <laughs> would I, uh, it's not. It's not even so much about making a living. Yeah, we all have to make a living, but um, I get so I get so much joy out of uh, out of performing for people, um, and, and the people that come out and, and see my shows. I just I, I pretty much know everyone by their first name. Um, and the way that I look at it is that you know everybody works very very hard uh, for a living, and if somebody's going to take money out of their pocket to come and see my show and, and come and watch me, the, I des- they deserve the best show possible. They deserve the most professional, the most fun, the most intimate. Um, they they just they deserve that's what they deserve you know and uh so that's that's kind of my mantra when i when i perform live on my own stuff when i'm with other people you know i give i give 110% for every show but um you know my behind isn't on the line <laughs> it's the, whoever whoever i'm working with it's their behind not mine you know that's that's what I said when uh, you know for years and years I had a jazz band, and I'd always say you know when your name is on it, you take yeah. the fame or the blame. Uh, there, there you go. Yeah. Yeah, and it's, it's you're like absolutely hundred percent sure. Oh yeah, like I told when I had a drummer who was uh, drinking all started. I noticed he was drinking a lot, but I didn't know because he had these coffee these big coffee mugs. But this was a daytime gig one day. And he was slowing down a lot, and I said, "Look, if if everything is good, people remember all of you. But if anything goes bad, they don't say, well, I think the yeah. drummer was drinking.' They go, Jennifer Perry's combo. I yeah. don't know. I don't know. So, yeah, yeah. That's it. everything is a direct reflection on you. So, you know, when you have your own shows, uh, it, it's like you're you're it. You know, the buck stops there." So, mm-hmm. uh, but, you know, but I have, I, I have such a good time uh, doing what I do that uh, I think that's, that's what keeps people coming back is they, they see that, that joy and they, and they kind of, they participate in it and, and it's all about feeling good and having some fun and enjoying what you do. Yeah. Well, um, if I'm going to go ahead and tell people if they want to call in and talk to you and say hello, the number is 646-716-9922. Again, 646-716-9922. And it's a toll-free call in the continental U.S. Blog Talk Radio assures me. And I will also um, be getting stuff about your, your new music. Um, you got merch, you're traveling. Oh, I know. Tell us about the Gilmore Project. 
Sure. We just finished. Uh, uh, we just finished a, uh, a little string of shows. We were supposed to be playing this entire month of January, uh, and unfortunately. With uh, the new variant, with Omicron, uh, a lot of the venues got got a little uh, scared about having uh, a lot of people, actually, a lot of ticket holders got a little wiggly about coming out and seeing a live band uh, or being in a venue. So uh, the first three weeks of the tour was uh, was postponed. Um, the, the shows that that started on, I think it was the 24th, 20, the 28th of January, which uh, was in uh, on the West Coast, mostly California. We did a Denver show, Phoenix, and then three shows in California. They all went on uh, as planned um, because people still held on to their tickets and they said that they were going to go to the shows. And by that, by that time, by the middle of January, people were a little bit more comfortable with going out to a venue and going to see a live show. So we finished up. Unfortunately, we're in Mexico. Uh, one of the guys um, in, the, uh, in the entourage got sick with COVID, and we had to cancel the Mexico City show, uh, which was supposed to be this, just this past Tuesday. Um, but every single show that we did that we postponed from the beginning of January and, and including the Mexico show are going to be made up in May. The dates, uh, I, I think they're even might be posted right now on the Gilmore Project's Facebook page. Uh, so we are starting on May 5th here on the East Coast and working our way out west. Uh, and then we end up again in Mexico City, which is fine with me because the food in Mexico City is amazing. Well, by the way, if you're um, a lot of people listen to the show when they're driving or when they're they're running or whatever, and so I want to make sure everybody knows that as always, I will be sharing information on this on Chasm's website, ChasmSultan.com. I'll be sharing uh, links to that and shows on all of my social media, not just Madam Perry Salon, but also on my personal media. And of course, if uh, people no, I don't know if you remember days like this, Catherine, but some people have a job where they can't always make a phone call, so they send a message in with their question yeah. or comment for you. Absolutely, yeah. of course, of, of course. And I also want to say, too, that, that as far as the Gilmore Project goes, it, I had a really, really cool time with that. It's, music, it's the music of Pink Floyd. We're celebrating the 50th anniversary of the Dark Side of the Moon, so we do the entire album, top to, top to bottom, start to finish, and then the second half of the show is um, uh, is all um, kind of piecemealed with uh, little gems from the uh, history of Pink Floyd and stuff that you wouldn't normally hear uh, at at a uh, at a concert. And so we go deep tracks and oh. uh, we do a lot of really cool stuff. It's a, it's a great show. Actually, we're going to be in Atlanta in uh, early June. All right. Okay. Okay. So you got to come to the show. You better be at the show. Oh, we're going to all be at the show, everybody. Okay, okay good. Got, good, good, uh, good. A caller calling in now. Hi, welcome to Madam Perry's Salon. Um, here with Casim Sultan. So introduce yourself and say hello, please. Hi there. This is Patrick Opich calling from D.C. Hi, Patrick. How are you? I'm doing wonderful. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Thanks for asking. 
my uh, my question to you, um, as someone who's uh, come to see your shows when you're in town, and also uh, a big uh, Meatloaf fan, is that now that we've lost both Jim Steinman and Meatloaf, how do we keep the Neverland Express alive? Well, uh, as a matter of fact, um, I just did a, 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 a show last night with Carmine Apice and Vinny hanging and banging uh, artists <laughs> on lockdown. Um, and it was myself and Todd Rundgren, uh, uh, Ellen Foley, who was the original singer on Paradise by the Dashboard Light, Carla DeVita, who did the first tour with Meatloaf, Bruce Kulick, the guitar player who did the first tour with Meatloaf, and Paul Crook, who Paul, uh, uh, I hired Paul for the band, and I, I think it was 2003 or 2004, something like that. Um, so Paul, uh, after I left Meatloaf in 2011, Paul went on to become the musical director. He took my spot as, uh, as the MD. And he actually has um, a band now called uh, Bat, the Bat Experience, or something like something like that. But it is the, the uh, a bunch of guys from the band that go out and play uh, play all uh, Meatloaf music, um, and uh, it, it's a really great show. And I, I I encourage people to go out and see that. Thank you. You're very welcome. All right. Thanks so much for calling, Patrick. All right. That's, uh, yeah, I didn't get to see that show, but I saw something about it on, um, I think on Instagram, somebody had a screenshot of everybody. Yeah. I'm sure it's still available, isn't it, to listen to or Uh, watch? I'm sure, yeah, I'm sure it is. But uh, I think that's a show that really deserves to be seen in person. (laughs) All right, um, and and hopefully, I mean that's that would be great. Uh, but yeah, whose idea was it to do the Gilmore Project? So there is a gentleman by the name of Michael Gaiman who uh, is the promoter uh, and producer of the show. And Michael, uh, for the longest time, worked with uh, Jefferson Starship, and he managed Paul Kantner's career. And uh, he's just a really lovely guy, uh, otherwise known as the Duke of New York. And he also does uh, 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 Grateful, uh, Grateful Dead uh, tribute, uh, uh, Jazz is Dead. And um, he does a couple of other uh, uh, acts that, that pay homage to bands that we all know and love. Uh, so, um, he did for the longest time, he did something called Blue Floyd, uh, which I'm, <laughs> I, 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 unfortunately, I can't really explain what that is other than what the name is. That's, uh, that's all I know about it. And I got, uh, a, a call from my, my manager, Scott Kushner, who said, uh, do you feel like working with Michael on, uh, on this, uh, Gilmore project, uh, uh, that he's that he's putting together and there was a bunch of musicians who i knew of but had never worked with before uh, one of them being a guitar pl- player by the name of jeff pivar who works with david crosby ray charles uh and a, a bunch of other really 
really important musicians in the music industry. So I wanted to work with Jeff and uh, and Prairie Prince, the drummer from the Tubes, was doing it. And Prairie and I play together with Todd Rundgren on his solo material uh, all the time. So uh, it just made sense for me to to do it, and that's how I got involved in it. That's got to be fun putting that together and playing that music. Uh, it was interesting. Yeah, you know, it's it, it, it's, it's kind of it, it, it's a little out of my wheelhouse. It's not three minute pop songs. It's kind of jam band stuff. But uh, it's always it's always good to get out of your comfort zone and do something that you otherwise might say, Nah, I don't want to do that. Uh, but it's it, it helps it helps to it broaden your horizons to, to stick your neck out. And uh, and try new things all the time. Doesn't make a difference that you're getting a little long in the tooth. You need to always be challenging yourself. Seriously. All right. Um, again, if you want to call number six four six seven one six nine nine two two. You know, I also mentioned that the reason I started giving people the the option to or offering to let them message in a question or comment. I remember once hiding under my desk when I had a, a, a customer service job couple of decades back to call in to win tickets to a Todd show. So, uh-huh. but I had to hide under so nobody would hear what I was saying. But uh, <laughs> you had you to win? tell some kind of, oh yeah, I had to tell some kind of personal story to win. Oh. An embarrassing personal, but yeah, yeah, of course I did. But it was that show oh, with the, uh, the interactive thing. So it was. Uh, oh, okay. Was yeah, yeah, a, yeah. I remember that show. That was not, uh, that I was not on that tour. I think that was just Todd by himself, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and it was held in a place that normally held um, uh, me- Mexican wrestling matches. <laughs> this was no place he had right. ever played before in Atlanta. So I guess he wanted to make yeah. this a total new experience or something. So. I guess so. All right. <laughs> Anyway, six four six seven one six nine nine two two, and um, I'm going to get, give a minute just for uh, Kaz and I to both go get a glass. Uh, I need to get a glass of water. Maybe you can get a drink too. I'm going to play a little couple of things from one's from somebody sure. who's sponsoring tonight's show, and the other one is from somebody that I think everybody will know actually. Okay, okay. and I'll be all right. You got it. Right back. Don't 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 go anywhere too far. Ah, <sighs> ugh! What a day! I just need some me time for once. Yes, perfect! I got the new bath bombs today. Peach and clove, here we come! Mim and the Anvil makes the best smelling herbal blends of bath bombs. You can order loose or ground herb, added buttermilk, extra large, even ones with hidden gifts inside. There are over 25 essential oil varieties. After today, my body definitely needs some spiritual nourishment and lots of fizz. Her metaphysical blends are soothing in more ways than one. Visit MimInTheAnvil.com today. Make time for yourself. There are over 100 herbal blends of bath bombs. Keep a healthy body and mind. Feed your soul. Visit MimInTheAnvil.com today. If you don't make time for yourself, no one else will. I mean, the world is going crazy, right? I mean, this whole pandemic, I, I, I don't even know if I'm coming or going anymore. You know what I mean? 
But the one thing during the pandemic that I found out, right, that was a good thing, was the Madame Perry Salon. I made this podcast, right? When you hear her laughing, all you want to do is laugh. When her dog's barking in the background and she's talking to the dog, she's going to an interview. And I'm like, this podcast is the best podcast I've ever heard before. You know what I mean? Well, I don't know if that's true, but there usually are dogs barking, that's for sure. Well, I love my dog, so there you go. Okay. What kind of dogs you got? Well, I, I only have one dog right now. Uh, I have a rescue dog. He, he looks l- exactly like Pete from the Little Rascals. And <laughs> so his name is Pete. And uh, he's also part of my radio show. Pete gets to pick a tune every week when I'm putting my radio show together. And uh, I think, what was it, uh, a couple weeks ago, I forget what it was. Uh, it might, might have been I Want to Be Your Dog by Iggy Pop. Um, I'm not sure, but Pete always, he always gets to pick a track for the show. Ah, Petey, what a good man you are. Nobody loves you like a rescue dog. That's for sure. Yeah. And and this one in particular, actually, he was, the poor thing was given back. He had, somebody had adopted him and then they returned him. And so he was just languishing in the, in the rescue shelter all by himself in a crate with about 30 dogs around him that were that were howling like nobody's business. And he was the only dog that was just laying in his cage looking at me and saying, please, just get me out of here, please. I promise I'll be good. <laughs> so, so I had to get him. <laughs> yeah, because he felt rejected twice, hey? Yeah, that was terrible. It was absolutely terrible. Yeah. All right. Oh, have a good home now. Oh, I know he does. I mean, he gets he has got a radio show. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, uh, Tony Richards is a guitar player for the band Wicked Star, and he messaged in that they're on their way to San Francisco where they're doing a show, but they're listening. And he said, "Let me get this here." He said, "Uh." say hi and that he sends you well wishes from san francisco and uh, he will catch a show when he can thank you tony thanks man thank you so much tony that was really nice and also a message with somebody that thought they might not be able to call uh because he's in hold on lima peru lima peru yes oh wow how cool is that well they're on the same time zone as us you know gmt minus five so yeah. yeah And he's uh, Mario Cordova Ramos, and uh, he says, loving the show, enjoy. Cass, when you come into Peru. Oh, know. man, I would, I, I would let's see, uh, I don't want to give up any limbs, and I don't want to give up any digits, but I would give a lot to come and play in <laughs> Peru. I, I, I'm serious. I would love to come to South America and play. All right. So he said, thanks. So, uh, yeah, okay, good. I, I asked him, Mario, I did. So maybe that'll happen uh, this year. It's, um, didn't you play earlier this year at uh, Daryl Hall's house? Um, 
It was uh, last year. Uh, last I did a show last year at Daryl's house, or was it this year? I, you know, I don't, it just all melds together. I think <laughs> I, I might have. I think I, I don't think I played in January. No, I didn't play in January. It was in. Um, it was either in November or December. Maybe it was in December. I think it was in December. I did a show at Dallas House in December, and there, uh, uh, it was. You know, it was just when people were coming back to um, live concerts again, 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 mm-hmm. for the second time. <laughs> yeah, it's like there was fear, and it's like, oh, well, we got to back up. Okay, come back out again. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, yeah. So, but you've been friends with Daryl for a long time. I'd be there, like playing with your old. Band almost. Well, you know, I mean, the the, the club is, is is not necessarily, it, uh, you know, Daryl doesn't necessarily hang out at the club. Um, he <laughs> did come to see me when I played with my my Catherine Dalton's Utopia. He did come to the show, and I was I, I was so thrilled and tickled because he stayed for the entire show till wow. the encore. And uh, you know, Daryl is uh, he's just a great guy, and I am blessed that I had the the opportunity to work with both he and John for uh, th- about three years, two and a half years, something like that. Hmm. So, uh, you know, one thing I don't know. Now, I know that Todd's coming to Atlanta. I think it's in April with Daryl. Yeah, with Daryl. Yeah. With one of the favorite things, um, maybe it, was, it could have been 15 years ago or more, uh, when both your bands were in Atlanta. Is that a big out? Yeah amphitheater and at the end oh, yeah i remember that yeah 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 that was at century park wasn't it uh they've changed the name several times but i think that chastain park it was in. Chastain. chastain park yeah. i'm sorry yeah 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 chastain no 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 it's, 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 right. it could be century by now no uh, no 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 you are absolutely correct well you live there so you should know it's chastain yeah <laughs> yeah yeah but the last time when i saw you after the um uh, what was it, the White Night Show, and you were uh-huh. said you were going to be playing with uh, Don Felder in Alpharetta, and you mentioned the name of the venue, and it was a new one that I hadn't even heard of. I went, ah, I don't know. Yeah. So, yeah, it's new stuff all the time. But um, but anyway, at the end of that show, for, I guess for the encore, you guys came out with, one thing you all did was hot fun in the summertime. Who doesn't love a good Sly Stone song? And then you did a thing where, like, Todd would start off one of uh, – Hall and Oates songs, and then Hall and Oates would finish it, and then uh, they would start one of Todd's. Uh huh. You, um, you know, w- well, you know, maybe there's been about a thousand shows between <laughs> then and now. Do I remember it? I, I all I remember is is just being so happy to be, you know, to see the Daryl and John and the band, um, and it was just it was just a real special night. You know, I used to think I, I had somebody tell me if I ever cast. You ever think about if you cast a TV show or a movie, who you would put in, who looks enough like people to be a relative or something? And um, yeah, kind of. Yeah, because you know you see a lot of people. Uh, well, funny you should uh, you should talk about that because I have a podcast that's being released on March fifteenth, um, which I, I I should probably mention because it's pretty important. Um, yeah, we'll it, talk it, about it, that. It's, 
it's a, uh, it's a, 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 kind, a kind of a, a dramedy, re, uh, dramedy, a drama, yeah. re, a drama comedy that's loosely based on my life. Um, and there are a bunch of characters in it. There's about eight main characters. There's myself, uh, my, my three children, um, my, uh, uh, my manager, um, and, uh, a, a, a about two or three other, you know, fringe people, um, and it, it's it's hilarious. It's a lot of fun. It's called Unsung, and it is debuting on March fifteenth on all podcast platforms. Uh, and there'll be a, a big press push just before it. Oh, it's starting actually starting in the next few weeks. Um, so yeah, so I, I I encourage people to go check it out and uh uh and listen to the episodes there are about 14 or 15 minutes per episode the first six episodes are already done and we have people uh there's about six a- six or seven actors that have uh voiced the various characters in the show so my uh my character is this wonderful guy named Sean from LA um and yeah it's just it's it, it's just a really really cool uh, show I uh, basically the main character uh, the show starts off with the main character having a heart attack on stage and uh, and his children have to take care of him um, because he's no longer able to uh, go out on the road the doctors have told him that he must stay home and rest and of course he can't uh, and he gets in all kinds of trouble and starts all kinds of uh, kinds of trouble uh, and it's just, it's, it's pretty, it's pretty interesting. <laughs> yeah, I had, uh, I think I was, there was an interview with you was that you were talking about that or describing that or actually two podcasts that said you had going on, but, uh, and the name of this one again is. It's called unsung. Unsung. Okay. Right. And, uh, now Okay, so there is the musician, has the heart attack, has to stay home, causes trouble for the kids. That sounds almost like something from, um, and this is going way back, Moss Hart and George S. Kaufman that wrote all, a lot of things for the Marx Brothers. And um, guess who's coming, not guess who's coming to dinner. Um, uh, oh, what's the one? Um, the man, this, uh, oh, I'll, I'll think of it later. But that sounds like one of those kind of wacky comedies from back then it's pretty wacky uh you know my uh my youngest uh uh daughter is uh is marrying a holy roller and all he wants is to uh her to sign a piece of paper which basically takes all of her money away from her and but he's having an affair with the pastor of of the <laughs> absalom church which is actually a a, a sex cult and um <laughs> and, and <laughs> The, my my son, who's a drummer, um, you know, is 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 constantly uh, um, in full makeup with uh, his uh, Kiss band, uh, and my older daughter is uh, it, it, Marnie is uh, is running for city council, uh, and her her daughter, my granddaughter, or the granddaughter of the main character, doesn't even know that she has a, a grandfather because he's really never around. He's on the road all the time. 
So when when uh, when the main character introduces himself to Sophie, the granddaughter, the granddaughter says, "I didn't even know I had a granddaughter." Um, <laughs> so it's actually pretty. It's pretty funny. It's pretty funny stuff. Okay, who? Oh, I don't know. Yes, I was thinking of the man who came to dinner. Uh, oh, okay. That kind of movie. Yeah, yeah Sydney Portia. No, 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 no. That's oh no. That's guess who's dinner. coming to guess who's coming to dinner. The man who's co- who 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 came to dinner is I don't. I'm, it's I'm got sure uh, Monty Monty Woolley as the radio personality Sheridan Whiteside, who's faking breaking his leg. So well, he breaks his leg, then he fakes that it keeps going on so he can stay at these people's house. And it has Betty right. Davis as his secretary. Okay. And, uh, right. Yeah, I think Jimmy yeah, Durante's yeah. in it. A lot of oh, fun, wax people. Okay, yeah. So that's what I was thinking. Old Hollywood. No, so who, who, where does this concept come from? Who wrote it? Well, uh, um, it's my concept. Um, I was the uh, the one who started talking about you know my life and how kooky it it, it is, and um, and it just kind of morphed into something that. Uh, my manager said, you know, uh, uh, I, I have a relationship with uh, a, a director, a uh, gentleman by the name of Mike Simon, Michael Simon, who uh, uh, um, directed all the VH1 Storytellers episodes. And I had worked with Michael uh, on a meatloaf tour. He, Michael directed uh, meatloaf um, with the Melbourne Symphony Orchestra. He also did the uh, Meatloaf uh, VH1 Storytellers episode. Uh, so I knew Michael, and Michael is all, he also directs Ridiculousness um, uh, that's on cable, that's the show that's on cable. Um, I'm not sure. I'm not, it's, I think it's Comedy Central. I'm not sure. But in any case, so Scott Kushner, my manager, uh, uh, called Michael and, and told him about this idea that we had. And the three of us uh, sat down and came up with the concept of unsung, uh, and uh, that's how it started. <laughs> if, if you don't mind, I'm going to read something from Michael Simon's uh, website. I know you've read this. This unsung is a family comedy based on stories yeah. and characters from Chasm Sultan's world. The show combines all of the smart, dysfunctional, cringy charm of Fleabag and Brockmire with a deliberate wry, beat-goes-on storytelling of the Kaminsky Method, uh, an epic playlist like High Fidelity, and the life and death stakes of all that jazz. Like the character it's based on, uh, that would be you, it's definitely Mm -hmm. hilarious and uplifting and will feature cameos (laughs) from many of the real artists Chasm has worked with all along with some of the greatest songs of the classic rock era. And also, like Chasm, these tunes are as good as ever, and their messages of love, truth, and redemption will hammer our stories home as we humorously and hellishly drag our characters down the rocky road to familyhood. This is <laughs> That That this really explains it a lot better than I could have. <laughs> no. This is genius. This is brilliant. This is genius. And you got preachers in there, too. Um, yeah. Because I guess it takes place in uh, New York, so you don't have a lot of the snake. Well, it actually, takes, it, actually, it actually takes place on Staten Island, where I, I, I am from and I live. That's where I'm, uh-huh. where I'm speaking to you from. <laughs> okay. So the, 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 
we take we do take some poetic license or some artistic license with a few things here and there, but for the most part, it's it, it's pretty true to life. That sounds great. It just it just sounds brilliant. So um, yeah, can't. Yeah. Wait, so, so this this goes back, you know, this goes back to what we had uh, first started the conversation out with, uh, uh, the fact that you know I just um, I, I I'm just not uh, I'm not slowing down. I'm doing more and more and more as I as I move along this journey here. Did you have another podcast that you were starting as well? Uh, no. I did not. Because I thought I read that there were two, and I kept thinking, what, what kind of vitamins is this man on? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm glad. See, what I was mentioning with uh, people that look like people is uh, somebody once told me, they said they thought that Daryl Hall um, would be a great replacement for Chuck Connor if um, the Rifleman was remade. <laughs> or son you know what, of the Rifleman. Uh, that is that is so funny. I gotta tell Daryl about that. I, I definitely the next time I see that, next time I see him, I'm gonna I'm gonna tell him that somebody mentioned that. Yeah, please do. Um, I will. I t- I tell him to come on the show. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And poor Johnny I'll Crawford just passed me. away. You know that played the Lucas. I mean, played his yeah. son. Yeah. Yeah. Did, did he have a, a substance uh, problem too? I think. I mean, yeah. maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. Yeah, uh, no. Yeah, very, he very sad. Sick for a while, yeah. but uh, yeah. so it's a nice guy and so talented too. As uh, a musician and an actor, uh, yeah, I could see that. I could like to ca- to uh, cast movies like that. We could do Son of Son of Gun uh, Rifleman. Rifleman. Son, yeah. Son of Rifleman. Yeah, there you go. Because you know it had the best intro in music where he's walking and. Looking straight, uh-huh. you know, side eye into the camera. Yeah. That yeah. Well, all those all those shows that we we grew up with, you know, Paladin, um, mm-hmm. uh, or the Lone Ranger. Uh, there was a bunch of Avengers. Uh, all those television shows were they were just so cool, you know. They were just really, um, yeah. They were they weren't really slick. I guess they may, maybe they were for the time, but. Uh, but you just—they just sucked you in really, really good, and mm-hmm. you had to watch every single week. By the way, I've got all these, uh, all of your fan clubs, like for the love of Chasm. Did you name that fan uh-huh. club? Uh, no, I did not. I'm <laughs> just teasing you. <laughs> but oh, okay. uh, they've, they've all. <laughs> I, I don't think of you as that kind of person at all. You're too much of a gentleman. Uh, but no, yeah, there. Uh, all your fan clubs and people have been uh, sending me thank yous uh, this week on uh, social media and Twitter, saying and sharing it too. And I really appreciate that. This thing is, is uh, it was viral before you even came on the air tonight. So I appreciate all of them. And my producer, I just hired my producer Megan Whitlock. The first thing she did was get you on the show. Oh, that's great. Well, good. I'm, I'm happy to be. I'm happy to do the show for you. And also to uh, Julie and everybody who's from Atlanta. Julie Tesla Smith. Yeah. Going to be out there in Atlanta. Hi, Julie. The winery. Yeah. Hey, Julie. Hi, Stephanie. She is. Steph- Stephanie. Stephanie runs the uh, for the love of Cas 
website. She's great. Oh, or a yeah. Facebook page, whatever it is. Yeah. Yes. So, and I remember last time you were on, the girl called that draws pictures for you. Uh-huh. Oh, uh, um, what was it? What? Uh, Psy, I think. Yeah. Um, citric acid. Uh, yes. And, and, yeah, she's, she's lovely. And then I found, saw her on uh, Twitter, uh, no, Instagram and the, and the pictures. Um, yeah. She's fantastic. Ama- amazing. She's really, really talented. Very, very talented. Just magnificently talented woman. So, yeah, um, mm-hmm. yeah that is great. Yeah. I know you feel the love of your fans everywhere, and you make them feel it back, and that's a marvelous thing. And uh, even though in today's world we do have more ways of getting in touch with each other and seeing and communicating, you know, it's still great. Now, there was um, – let me stop. I'm looking here. Is there anything else I need to ask you about, talk to you about before well, we go? Well, I mean, I have this. The show's in Nashville. Uh, Nashville is on the 21st uh, of, of this month, which is just about uh, a little less than, uh, oh, just a little more than a week away. Uh, that's at City Winery in Nashville, and then the next day I'm in the City Wine. I'm at City Winery in Atlanta on the 22nd. Um, it's just this. This is a, a completely solo show. It's just me, um, so I'm real. I have a lot of fun at those shows, and I, I do a lot. There's a lot of audience interaction and stuff, and I call people out from the audience. And um, it's just a, it, it, it. It's like sitting in your living room and and, and having me come and play in your house. Uh, well, and then on, on March first, excuse me. Uh huh. Yeah, and then on no, March first, I start my. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. just me, uh, just me, uh, acoustic guitar and piano, and uh, I have a, a uh, I do a, a bunch of my songs and some Utopia songs, some Todd songs, uh, and whatever I happen to pull out of my my hat at the uh, at that any given time. Then um, on March first, I start Kasim Sultan's Utopia shows here in New York. Oh, yeah. We play, yeah, we play in New York, uh, uh, Philadelphia. Uh, um, Pittsburgh, uh, then Cincinnati, Chicago, um, and uh, uh, Cleveland. Um, and then I come home, and I'm just going to sit down for a minute. <laughs> and then the pod actually, – actually, that takes me right up to when the podcast launches on the 15th. So okay. check my website for all that stuff that's, that's all happening as we speak and and – and then most important, not most importantly, but just as important is every Sunday night uh, um, uh, on WDST, uh, Radio Woodstock uh, is my radio show. It's my world, and welcome to it. It's an hour show, Sunday, Sundays at 7 p.m. I'm also on in Roanoke, uh, Virginia, and Bowling Green, Kentucky, Abilene, Texas, Santa Fe, New Mexico, um, uh, uh, Alexandria, um Louisiana and a, uh, uh, I know I'm oh Bangor Maine is a new station that we're on so yeah you got to listen to to the radio show it's a lot of fun oh oh it is a lot of fun and I'll be sharing um, all that information um, okay great everywhere. you've got a great website so people know where you're going are you going to play you played at the Iridium New York a few times with the Chasm Sultan's Utopia didn't you yeah, I, I I love playing the Iridium. It's a great venue. But this year, 
I'm, I, I'm, I'm at Sony Hall, which is uh, a different, just a different place for me. It's still New York City, but uh, mm-hmm. we're, we're at Sony, the band's at Sony Hall this year. Got a great yeah. band. I have Matt Beck on guitar from Matchbox 20. Uh, right. He also plays with Rob Thomas and uh, a guy by the name of Lloyd Landisman on keyboards. He's uh, used to be in a band called um, Haystack Balboa. He's a great keyboard player. And uh-huh. Andy Ascalise, my the drummer who has been with me from the first time that I did this, he's uh, uh, just a brilliant musician and a lovely guy. And we have we have a lot of fun at those shows. God, I know that's great. It's all all utopia music. Oh, Chasm Sultan's Utopia, because you were hinting to me after that that um, <laughs> that show, the the White Knight, that you had something real special coming up that you were doing. I think that was when the uh, <clears throat> Chasm Sultan's Utopia started. Right. Yes. Uh, yes. Think when yes. you were in Atlanta, that was a show where you guys were behind a screen. And I know my husband didn't ask. Uh, I think he asked uh, Jesse. Um, yes. Some of the other guys said, "How did it feel being behind that screen?" They said, "Well, we didn't have to shave; it was good." So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, um, yeah, the Iridium. I used to go there a lot to see Anita O'Day. Uh-huh. Uh, the jazz oh yeah, thing. it's a great place. Yeah. It's a really great. Yeah, venue. it's fantastic. Yeah. So uh, we'll keep up with where you're going. Hey, and don't forget now, if you need a preacher, I'm an ordained minister from the World Wide Web. Well, we'll have to write you into an episode. <laughs> I think my last two. Well, you have to. You have to understand. I started doing this a little differently. I think on the last few weddings, I said uh, uh, to the bride, "And do you promise never to watch an episode of a Netflix series you're both watching when he's not there?" And then if you do, <laughs> and and if you do, because I gave him an out, I said, "And if you do, will you act like it's the first time you saw it when you watch it again?" Yeah, that's great. I mean, you know, it's a real so, situation. You got to have real world vows. Modern things going. Yeah, on. yeah. There okay. you go. Well, okay. Chasm, I'm so happy to have you on the show. I am so glad you came back. I'm so grateful that you're out. You've got so much going on, and uh, so good to your fans. And I oh, and I love the way when you are sending out things like CDs. Like for Christmas and uh-huh. so forth, you do the videos saying they're coming your way. I'm yeah. signing them now. That is so nice and personal. It, so. it, you know, it's really that's what that's that's what you guys that's what all the fans deserve. Something you know, just that that personal touch is is what what people uh, appreciate more than anything. I think. Yeah, we do. We do, yeah. and you give it. Yeah. you yeah. give it, honey. Well, well thank you, you so much. If you see anybody you. I know, tell them I said hello. I sure will. And thanks for having me on again, Jen. I really appreciate it. Well, thank you for coming back. You know, you've always had a place here in the genie bottle of Madame Perry Salon. And uh, Okay. We'll see you in Atlanta. Okay, good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll see you in uh, just about a week and a half. A little bit and I'll sh- And I'll be sharing his social- sharing, uh, um, all the links to where you find out where Chasm is on all of my social media, not just Madame Perry Salon, but on mine too, so that you don't have to miss a thing. Okay, folks? So, Chas, uh, rehearse. Yeah. We're getting ready for you. Thanks. And, uh, Thanks, Madame thank Perry. You Bye. So Goodbye. Bye. There ain't no reason why you 